Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Today, one of the things we notice about Abraham, go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. I mean, verse, yes, verse 1. Genesis 12, verse 1. It says, and 1, verse 1, guys. Genesis 12, 1. It said, and God had said to Abraham. It says, and God had said to what? Abraham. God had said. So the first thing to note is that Abraham was a Christian, or not a Christian, was a guy that was hearing God. Listen, if you are going to walk in Abraham's blessing, you have to become sensitive in the spirit to start to hear God. I mean, the Christian journey becomes frustrating if you only hear what other people are saying about God and you never hear God. And unfortunately, that's where many people are. Many people's Christian walk is just like the, the Christian walk of, of the woman by the well. You know the woman by the well? Her biggest experience of God is what her father said about God. It's our father said we should worship this way. 
She had no knowledge of God. She had no revelation of God. She said, our father said. And that's the big difference between religion and Christianity. In Christianity, you have a personal revelation of God. In religion, you're just saying what your father said. You don't even know why they said it. Their fathers told their father, that told their father, that told their father, that told you. Somebody gets what I'm saying? It's not based on what the Bible says. It's not based on your revelation of God. It's just what somebody said. And Jesus Christ told that woman that the time has come. And it's now where those that worship God, we worship God in spirits and in truth. They will have a revelation by themselves of who God is. Somebody getting what I'm saying? God had said to Abraham. So, Abraham was the kind of guy that could hear God. Every Christian is supposed to be guided and led by God. The Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. He said, my sheep know my voice. Every child of God can be led of God. And when I mean led of God, it's not compulsory. You're going to hear it like home video. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. How many times I call you? Because that's what we always assume. It's not, it's not compulsory. It happens like that. But if you're a born-again Christian, from the day, just like your child, from the day your child is born, it is born with the capacity to hear. You don't even have to pray for him. From the day he's born. So when you are also born again, your spiritual ears are also open. You just have to develop your ability to assimilate and receive the transmission. But God is already speaking to you. If somebody gets what I'm saying, he wants to guide you because all your blessings are lined up in a path. If you, if you don't know that path, if you don't walk in that path, you will keep veering off what God has for you. If somebody getting what I'm saying, this Christian life becomes cumbersome. If you are doing it by trial luck, you never hear God. It's too, it's, too, it's too serious for you to just be living by what somebody has said. You need to know God for yourself. Abraham's blessing started. Because God spoke to him and he heard. And God had said to Abraham. And if you look throughout the scriptures, everywhere you see God told Abraham. God appeared to Abraham. God said to Abraham. Abraham was a Christian that was hearing God. You need that sensitivity of spirit. God just tell you, don't do that business. Don't relate with that person. Don't do that thing. Don't make that move. Don't go back there. Little instructions. Many people have entered trouble. You will hear many people say, and something was telling me, oh, that something is the Holy Spirit. That's his other name. Something. People that don't know him well call him something. I get what I'm saying. People that don't know him closely, they call him what? Something. Say something was telling me. Something was telling me. The the plane that they shut down, the plane that um, you know, the um, Iranian people shut down recently. One of the women that entered the plane said she just had an uneasy feeling about going on that plane. She even sent a message to her husband. Something was telling her. It's not every time we have the chance of telling the story. That most of the troubles you have entered, you've had a feeling. And what you need to sharpen is that sensitivity to read those signals because the signals always come. And if you get to the stage where you are used to um, blotting out that signal, the signal will still be coming, but you are just not even sensing it again. And things like this make God now look bad. They look like, ah, how did God allow such a thing happen? He never, never does. People just don't listen. People just, look, there's so much noise in our world. Oh, man, the noise in our world is too much. If you even check, the level of inspiration of most things have reduced. People don't even write great movies again. They just copy on that one. Let me not even go into Nollywood people today. Just copy on that one. 
first movie back. The second one is Sakaba. It's not the same thing, my brother. Just back one. <laughs> Nobody wants to think much again. Because the distractions in our world is just too much now. When we were young, there was nothing like social media. When we were young, TV doesn't start at 4 o'clock. You can't be useless. And they close. TV have closing time. After, if, no matter if you want to reach yourself, they say, we will not help you. Close down. They will do blow, uh, national anthem, whatever, blah, 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 go home. They say, go and sleep. They will lock the TV. But today, 24 hours. You know, we call it development. But people that know call it distraction. 24 hours. That means if you want to use less yourself, we will help you. You don't want to do anything useful with your life. Be watching. 24 hours. So you can be distracted 24 hours. Same thing now, we have phones. Before there was no mobile phone. If somebody wants to call you, you will make agreement that we call you by 4 o'clock June 6th. You must stay in front of your phone and be checking time. Ah, the guy never called now, 4 don't knock. You will sit down there. Who say, boy, they come, say, now they come, I get call. <laughs> when you have call, it's an appointment. But now, as, as you're doing whatever, people can be calling you. That time, they write you letter. The person that wrote the letter will travel and come and meet you and come back. Letters never come. But now, they can be sending you emails every day. You can be checking your mail. And so, you're distracted largely. And all the time it takes to hear, to dig, dig deep into your spirit and get creative ideas, real ideas. We don't have it. And it has nothing to do with God. God has already given the gifts. It's for you to position yourself. When you do a personal first, fast, that's what it's for. You are not fasting to cajole God to answer you. God is already good on his own side. Your fast helps you to be in a state of mind where there's little or zero distraction. That's what happens. That's what fasting is for. Many people see, many Africans think when we fast, we are, you know, so you see, you see, you see somebody that's living a wayward life. He's just fasting because generally, just think he can cajole God. God is not a herbalist. He's not a native doctor. He's not a magician. Your spirit must be such that it's open for him to be able to speak and give you direction. Say, don't do this. Creative ideas. God still has loads of ideas. But nobody has time to download. You know, downloading takes time. The heavier the fire, the longer it takes to download. So most people don't have time again. There are some people, there are video you want to watch. Right? Even the way you see how long it's taking to download, you say, my brother, I can't wait. I mean, <laughs> so you miss whatever is in that video. Impatience. Somebody get what I'm saying? In March, we're doing a series titled um, Conditioned. All of us are being conditioned constantly. When TV stations and co started making all their shows 30 minutes, our attention span became 30 minutes as human beings. You don't know that, but that's what happens. Anything getting longer than 30 minutes, you are tired. Now, if I tell you there's a movie that is three hours, you could just shout, ah, you never even go, you say, ah. Because there's an amount of time we've all been conditioned to be able to watch movies. Our attention span will expire. Now, Instagram videos have started one, one minute. Anything longer than one minute, you will search your heart if you need to watch it. So our attention span has reduced further again. Somebody getting what I'm saying? So the first thing is to build your sensitivity to hear God. There are, very, there are a lot of good teachings, good series I've done, messages, good books that can help you build your sensitivity and help you recognize when God is speaking to you. Because God speaks to all his children. It will help you recognize it. So that's the first thing, hearing God. The second part of that scripture after God had said, the next thing that happened is that they said, Abraham departed. The moment God said, everything he said from Genesis 1 to 3, 
in verse 4, the first statement says what? So what? Abraham departed. So Abraham obeyed. The second thing is obedience. Abraham obeyed. Abraham heard and Abraham obeyed. Abraham obeyed. Obedience can never be overemphasized. If you're a child of God and you don't walk in obedience, you will never. See, the Bible says you will eat the fruit of your doing. He says, say unto the righteous, I'll be well with him. He will eat the fruit of his obedience. Obedience is too crucial. If you're a child of God, you want to enjoy Abraham's blessing, well, Abraham walked in obedience. I'll mention three things about obedience before we close. Like I said, it's a very short message. I'll mention three things about obedience. Number one, okay, I've said this yesterday a bit to the ladies, and I'll just mention it here. There is actually no affordable disobedience. There is what? No affordable disobedience. All the time you are feeling like disobeying God, you can't afford it. You just think you can. But there is no affordable disobedience. All disobedience are unaffordable. The price or the cost of that disobedience is something you will not be willing and even be able to pay. You will not. You will not. You just think you can't. But you can't. There is no affordable disobedience. All disobedience are too heavy to pay. Let me tell you three things I want to tell you about obedience quickly. Number one. Partial obedience is disobedience. I'll say that again. Partial obedience is what? Disobedience. Many people are experts at obeying God partially. They obey God partially. And they are genuinely, you will see, I'll read somebody's story to you, see how we all behave. They are genuinely telling God to bless them fully when they are obeying partially. It's our nature as human beings. We demand 100% from God, but we don't even give up to 10%. You want the full blessing, but you're not willing to obey fully. You obey partially. And partial obedience is what? Disobedience. Let's see first summer. Did you hope you have scripture from mainland? It says, um, give me verse 2. Like I said, guys, I will need my own screen too. I don't want to be turning back all the time. It said, God said a lot of hosts. I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him in the way when he came from Egypt. So this was God sending Samuel to Saul. Say now go. So Samuel was telling Saul what God was saying. That God said the Amalekites hindered the children of Israel when, he, when they came out of Egypt. So God was saying I want you to go and deal with them. So they said, Samuel was telling Saul the instruction from God. He said now go and smite Amalek and do what? I can't hear you guys. Oh, and do what? Now follow, follow this. This is important. See the first word. Utterly destroy how many things? All that they have. Now, this would have been enough. But God, knowing human nature, he continues to expand the same thing in different ways. He said, and spare them not. That's the, same. That's the meaning of all. But he has to emphasize because he knows he don't hear what. <laughs> he says, but slay what? Both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, Camel and ass. Everything. 
Next verse. He mentioned the animals individually. Next verse. Next. He said, and Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Talium. 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. He gathered them and said, Echebe, hey, Echebe, hey. Who no, no, go no. He gathered them together. Next verse. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and led with the valley. I want to where Samuel now came back to. After they finished the battle, there's a way we read it in the mainland. Okay, so he said, but the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse, they destroyed that one. But the things they felt they were fine, they kept it. Now see where Samuel, Samuel was sleeping. I got to him, um, the prophet, the prophet Samuel was sleeping. God told him, Saul has disobeyed me. So he ran to Saul's house. So um, go, go to where they met. DJ, you can't do a person anything you like. Go to where Samuel met Saul. Okay, so Samuel came to Saul. Now, see, watch, watch, guys. Samuel the prophet came to meet Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be thou! When people hail you too much, something is wrong. For no reason, they just hail you. Tuale, baba! And I lie. He said, Blessed be thou, Lord! I have performed what? Is that true? But he was already defensive. I have performed everything they told me to do. It's not for God to bless me. See? Next verse. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleating of sheep in my ears and the lowering of oxen which I hear? It wasn't physical. I was hearing it spiritually. I'm hearing goats. What does it mean? Next verse. Then Saul said, Ah, no, nothing major. No, no, nothing. No. He said, <laughs> He said, No. You know, people start sometimes with no. And it wasn't a yes or no answer question you asked them. There's a problem. He said, No. <laughs> They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. As if that was what they told him to do. See what Saul said. Then Samuel said to him, Stay, and I will tell you what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto me, Say on. Continue. And Samuel said, When thou was little in your own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? Now you are too big to obey me. He said, when the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Go on. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Wherefore then, didst thou not obey the voice of... You see, God didn't count his partial obedience as your baby small. Mm. God said he did not obey. God sees partial obedience as disobedience. If you are among the kind of Christians here, you are paying, you're tight, you're paying 9%. It's not tight, you have not obeyed. If, if, if you are doing it partially, God, they're not counting it. He says, but thou did f- um, uh, fly upon the spoil. So you jump on the spoil. And this evil in the sight of God. Next verse. He said, and Saul said unto Samuel, yeah. See, the guy didn't still get it. He said, yeah, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. And I've gone the way which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, king of Amalek, and I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Is that what they said? Next verse. But the people took the spoil of sheep and oxen, the chief things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. I like these people. People that want to bribe God. There are men in church. I can do for one night as long as I pay my tithe. You are joking. (laughs) 
The express road you are on to hell, eh? There's no toll gate. It's express. See, if I, if I, I you slept over in a man's house to come here straight from church, as long as I pray today, it will wipe away. <laughs> he said, next verse. And someone said, Have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and in sacrifices as in in obeying the voice of the Lord. He said, Behold, to obey. I can't hear you. To obey is what? Better than sacrifice. He said, And to hearken, to listen, is better than the fat of rams. Because I just obey what I said. Don't, 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 Don't add any salt and pepper for me. <laughs> too many philosophers, too many people that want to advise God, want to tell God. Say, I worship God in my own way. Ah, Ekushi assistant God. <laughs> you don't worship your own way. God has his own way. He has put in his word. <laughs> Churches in the heart. Whose scripture is that? He said, don't forsake the assembling together. That scripture is in the heart. Where? Whose scripture is that one? Say, I worship my own way. How I dress is my own way. God sees my heart. He said, don't let your liberty become a stumbling block for another person trying to serve God. He's running from club. He now came to church and saw a steel club. (laughs) You can't dress anyhow you like. No. No. You can't do anything you like. It's my own way. No, you'll be shocked. God has his own way. And he measures everything by his own way, not your way. Not your way. This is just how I like to do it. We're not counting that. This is my opinion. We don't count. We don't need your opinion. His word has already been said. This is what he will use to judge everything. Your opinion or not. Where you're coming from or not. Who are you or not. What social media you're following or not. Not his business. His word. So I said, I obey small. Doesn't he count for anything? He says, it's called disobedience. Partial obedience is what? Disobedience. Too many. Too many people not obeying God fully, but want God to bless them fully. And they're harassing God in prayer every day. Oh God. Oh God. Do it. God said you to do it. Do the one I say you should do. <laughs> Don't worry about my own. I'll do my own. You do your own. So many people saying I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own way. I know how I serve my God. <laughs> Have you heard that before? I know how I serve my... There's only one God and his, his way is on this inside the Bible here. Some people, their post, their Instagram post is very shocking. You see their profile. Jesus lover. Jesus baby. God number one daughter. Different spiritual title. When you start looking at the picture. Jesus I say, how does this thing now correlate with this your profile? <laughs> so let everything be done decently and in order. Let everybody dress decently, act decently. Your dressing must be decent. See, the motive why you are even doing what you are doing is more important than even what you are doing. Leaving your house, you 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 have already removed the button on your top coat. You remove it by yourself. 
I'm talking even, to, even about men. You know some men, they know they have big chest. And big hand. And I fold everything here. Why? Why are you folding? That's the question. You have big chest. You're not losing all this body. And you turn chest out. Great. Why? Do you want to join Boy Scout? Or you are trying to seduce. You are trying to get undue attention from the opposite sex. The motive becomes wrong. Some girls, they are dressed, they are slit, has slit. Everything tied. Why? You are going to, it's going to make you miserable. Because you are, you are chasing attention. When you become a child of God, your attention and focus becomes on pleasing God. Not on entertaining people. You are no more a man pleaser, you are a God pleaser. So you rather please God and offend men than please men and offend God. Your motive counts. And God is the worst person to try and deceive. Because he's not even going to measure your action. He's going to start from measuring even your heart. So you can't deceive him. You can do everything right on the outside. But he knows that the motive why you are doing it is wrong. So I want to join the department that sweep the church. Why? There's a boy there you like. But he said, no, because we have to keep the house of the Lord clean. God can see your heart. You say, sister, can you come? Come, let me talk to you heart to heart. Talk to you. Somebody getting what I'm saying? God is the worst person to deceive. He's the worst person in the world to deceive. Because you have failed from before you started. When you're even thinking of the plan to deceive him, he's in the parlor when you're thinking it. <laughs> That's what killed Ananias and Sapphira. They made pledge. Nobody forced them. Nobody forced them. Who are those that want to give? Jail money. Come out. Nobody forced them. They came out. They had it. Then they got home and began to say, ah, how can we give all this thing to God? Is even God using it? It's not man collecting it. <laughs> Let's cut it in half. They both agreed. See, one of the things God can bless you is a good spouse. So that the day your head is going off key, the person will slap it back in place. Boah! Reset. <laughs> you heard that uh, our guy's testimony? It's good to have a wife or a husband that can... Because yeah, everybody, every time, once in a while, all of us, we think stupidly. So, shh, that's not what God said. That's not what we should be doing. Bring you back and check. But to offer these two, they are, they, they are, they are beds of a feather. They both connive to lie to the Holy Ghost. They thought they were lying to Peter. But Holy Peter can't see the account, but the Holy Ghost is the account of Sir. He can't see the account. I can't redeem my pledge. Hey, the money is here, sir. Sir, look closely. He's here. <laughs> He's here. They died. Same day, same spot. Somebody get what I'm saying? Partial obedience is what? Disobedience. Now, second thing you need to know. Delayed obedience is also disobedience. 
If you, the Bible said when God told Abraham, bring your son Isaac, your only son whom thou lovest. The Bible said the, the next morning, say early the next morning, Abraham arose. Look at this now. Look, start from verse uh, 1 or 2 so that we'll read the story. So that somebody will see it. Okay, yes, verse 2. He said, and he said, take now thy son. And I told you, whenever God he wants to say something, he knows you can't. He wants to escape. He will, be, he will say the same thing in many ways so that I can never miss it. You can't mistakenly kill the wrong son. <laughs> or your neighbor's son. Say, he's still my son somehow. <laughs> he said, take now thy son. He said, thy only son, Isaac. Same thing. That first sentence is goes correct on his own. But in fact, he continued. He added, whom thou lovest. You don't have to tell us from his time. He said, my son. We know he's the son he loves. But God is not joking with you. He said, whom thou lovest. He said, get thee to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering. Upon one of the mountains, which I shall tell you of. See next verse. And Abraham did what? Rose up when? Early the next morning. Prompt obedience. Prompt obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. If you're going to obey God, obey quickly. Obey quickly. Don't delay. Don't drag. Don't drag. Don't do next year what God has asked you to do this year. You're pushing into next year. I say December, June, I was like, see, as you're procrastinating and postponing, you're already working disobedience. Some things and God needs you to obey urgently is going to affect a whole lot of other things. But you want to do it at your own time and at your own pace. The principle Mary told, I mean, the principle Jesus said, he said, what thou do is do quickly. Mary also told those guys, said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Be quick. Either what God ministers to your heart to do or what is instructions you see from the word of God or preach to you in biblical, do it quickly, prompt. Don't say, ah, I will start paying tight for March. You already given room for many things to happen within our March that will either not favor you or push you out of that plan. You obey promptly. Say, stop fornicating. Don't say, I will stop you after Valentine. <laughs> I want to collect my wages and the labor, <laughs> the reward of my labor. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Obey promptly. We always push obedience. Then the last one, before I close, the last one, you would never fully appreciate the consequences of your disobedience or the benefits of your obedience. You can never fully understand it. You can never fully understand it. That's why I said there's no affordable disobedience. You can never really understand it. The way obedience works, you can never fully appreciate what God is telling you to do now. There's no way. Let me tell you. In every instruction God gives you, sometimes you will know, but you will never fully know. Most likely, you will, you will not even know the, how far-reaching the obedience or the disobedience can be. Saul was not planning to lose his kingdom. He just saw fat cow. He just saw fat cow. He said, what cow? How bad can it be to keep this fat cow? You kept the fat cow and you lost your kingdom. Sacrifice it. He said to obey is better than sacrifice. He didn't only lose his kingdom. If it was only his kingdom, that would have been fine. He lost his family because his son died as he was used to was dying. 
He didn't, did he factor that in? You can't tell where disobedience will get to. The impact of it. Those of you that have been regular in church, I've taught you this before, and I'll say it again because of people will be hearing it for the first time today. God is not punishing sin. That's not his business. I need to keep teaching you that, because many Christians don't know that. Many Christians look at God as the punisher. 